I've been dealing with quite a bit personally lately. So I've definitely seen the financial crisis starting more and more to come to a head, which is kind of interesting if you've been in situations like that before, because you start to realize, okay, everybody's worried about their financial house. And it's sort of relative in a way of what a lot of people would define as the financial crisis coming to a head. Because some people don't necessarily know their legal options. Some people are thinking, okay, I've done everything I can and now there's really no way for me to stay in my home, keep my possessions, pay my bills, whatever it is. Like some people know nothing about, oh, I could put some of this in bankruptcy. Oh, I can go get public assistance. I can go do all these different things. So I wouldn't say we should minimize some of that reality of those things going on and I'm definitely at a point of okay I need to get some kind of stable income at some place that's treating me like a civilized human being and like I am capable and competent but at the same time I'm just thinking okay I know that the right opportunity will come when it comes I got my apartment at a time when I really really needed it got that apartment still love this place now even though I am hearing somebody blasting music over here and I have no idea whether it's inside the building or if it's actually someone outside in another part of the complex, I have no idea. And I still adore my little kitty cats who a year to the day, as a matter of fact, is when they first moved in here. And in fact, my Shire kitty cat pretty much hid the entire day. Like I think she only peeped out briefly to have some food. I'm not even sure if she went to the litter box when I was like, sitting on the couch, watching TV, whatever it was I was doing at the time. I think I still had my little tiny TV in here because my mom got me this big TV for Christmas. I think I had shown a video where I would posted pictures of my apartment and my sister felt bad because I didn't have a proper living room television set. So I was kind of surprised that I got the kitty cats because I got them through an animal rescue and I'm from the old school and people who didn't come from a lot of money so usually it's a matter of the cats find you when they're stray somewhere and they've hung out at your house or you came to a cat because you married someone or you started dating them or your family member got a cat so then therefore you have a cat by default so that's how I generally had cats so it was kind of nerve-wracking when I was doing interviews and I was doing all this stuff and it's like okay they might say to me well your job is not paying you stable income at this point and you have these maybe promises which to this day we're still dealing with the maybe promises or actually we're just going to court to enforce it at this point but that's a whole separate story but I was worried I was not gonna get those cats and I was wondering how the heck am I gonna pay this adoption fee and I remember at one point I was dealing with my financial stuff and I had exactly enough money to adopt both these cats from the rescue so I was able to get that done and I got pet supplies and I had everything set up. So it was really nice set up and I've sort of modified and I've reformed it over time. So I'm really proud of that. And I've even done little tweaks in my apartment to make it appropriate for the summer. So now this winter, we're just rocking and rolling, all set to go. But one of the things that absolutely puzzled me lately was apparently there was some survey taken on TikTok about the worst places to take a date. And the Cheesecake Factory topped out at number one. Applebee's topped out at number two, which I was like, okay, I kind of understand that. Any fast food chain came in at number eight. And Waffle House came in at number 24. I'm like, okay, who are some of the people that responded to this survey? Because at a minimum, I mean, I wouldn't say, oh, the Cheesecake Factory is like the absolute most glamorous place on earth or anything. Because 
more recently I found that my stomach could not handle a lot of the entrees and things like that there. It's like, yeah, things are not handling so well. And perhaps it's kind of a difference between having lived in the Northeast for a lot of years versus back in the day when I was living in Atlanta and I could handle it better and it wasn't such a big issue. But anyhow, you could still get the darn cheesecake. And the cheesecake is pretty filling. Like I've gotten Godiva cheesecake there. It's actually pretty good. You just will need a couple of meals. You know, you can la have that last a while. Like the portions are humongous. You could save that. So it's like Applebee's, I'm like... I just heard recently that apparently rich people like to hang out there, and I'm like, why? You know, I've heard the time, and I don't know if this is still the nickname for it, but many people in my circle, pretty much everybody I knew, nicknamed it Crapplebees. Because they were like, the food's not good. And I haven't been to Applebee's in a very, very long time, certainly not post-pandemic. But I definitely went there my fair share, you know, pre-pandemic, and certainly when I was married, went there a few times. When I remember the first time I went, I think, was when I was coming back from this road trip with some people in my sorority, like her a sorority sister, her boyfriend, I think a friend of hers, I went on a road trip with them. So we ended up stopping at the Applebee's at one point because we were driving and it was like a long drive because you're going from Florida to Atlanta. And yeah, that's not a short drive. And apparently in Florida, they're much more picky about your speed rather than in Georgia where at least in those days, I can't speak for now. You could fly down the road doing whatever speed you felt like and cops wouldn't pull you. So my ex-husband definitely used to call it Crapplebees. And I thought, why are rich people hanging out there? I mean, do they have like some kind of spectacular bar? I remember going to a TGI Fridays in Long Island and they had this really cool bar set up. And I thought, you know, if some rich people were going to hang out at any chain restaurant, I would expect them to hang out at TGI Fridays, like hang out at that bar where they did the rebrand and they did all that stuff. I'm like, why wouldn't they hang out at Fridays as opposed to TGI Fridays, you know? Or not TGI Fridays, but why wouldn't they hang out there as opposed to Applebee's? So I have not figured out that mystery because anybody I knew of who came for money definitely was not like, oh, let's go to Applebee's. I think they would pick something a little better or they would pick like a little independent place that costs a little more money. Or at least had better food, that's for sure. Like, is it some kind of lark of, oh, we're going to make fun of the middle class? Like, I really don't see the appeal of that. I'd like somebody to explain that. Tell me about it. I'm curious about it. I'm also very surprised the Olive Garden topped out over fast food restaurants because at least at the Olive Garden, you get the breadsticks. So I guess these little TikTokers weren't impressed with the breadsticks because I remember those have been sought after everybody's trying to get those they wouldn't even mind making the copycat recipe but it's kind of difficult to make really authentic breadsticks at home so that was something like everybody even if they're not big on the food at the olive garden except maybe the super purist we will only i am italian and i will not eat this swill that is called the olive garden and presents itself as italian food most people at least did like the breadsticks even my ex-husband who said i will not eat that swill called the olive garden he liked the breadsticks. So that's just my two cents on that. I also found it interesting that you put Waffle House as less bad than going to a family function or going to a fast food restaurant. Because I have been to Waffle House, okay? Not in a very, very long time, but this was like back in the early 2000s or so when I was in college. 
knew people. It's like the late night hangout if you knew somebody who was like a goth person and they went and drank coffee. Kind of like that episode of South Park where the goth kids are going to the restaurant and they're just... I think it's like at the Denny's and they're drinking coffee all night and smoking. Although you couldn't smoke inside places, but that was very similar to a time in my life and dating a guy who kind of did that stuff. So he wasn't smoking inside because you were not allowed to do that, but it was definitely hanging out and it was like, oh, we're just going to have coffee and all that. And I'm like, I've been to the Waffle House. Nobody really goes there for the food. You're going there for the atmosphere. And it's not really an atmosphere of, oh, you're going to meet celebrities or you're going to meet rich people or things like that. Though I do remember many, many years ago, apparently the lead singer of Creed got into a fight with somebody at the Waffle House. I'm like, this is more typical of what would happen at a Waffle House is you go get in a fight with someone. I do remember going with some sorority sisters one time when I was in college because there was a Waffle House not far from where our campus was. And I do remember this guy who wasn't remotely any of our romantic types and certainly not the romantic type of the one sorority sister of mine he was hitting on. Ironically, she was somebody who came from money, like I think it literally come out as a debutante. And it was just kind of creepy. This dude's like trying to hit on her as we're leaving. And it was a little scary, a little odd. And that wasn't even the first incident that happened to us where some creepy, skeezy dudes tried approaching us, but... I was like, that's more likely of what I think of when I think of Waffle House is like skeezy dudes approaching you or somebody getting into a fist fight or you're going to see a fist fight or just some weird person is going to be hanging out there and it's really late at night and it's the only place that's open. That's what I think of with a Waffle House. I would not think of it as, oh, it's a romantic setting where I'm going to go get intimate with some guy that I've just met. I would be like, what the heck are you thinking? Why would you take me here on a first date? I'd feel that way about most fast food restaurants too, especially since I really don't eat any of that except like Chick-fil-A. So I felt like this list, it's like, okay, I think it depends on the individual person. Maybe you should ask them what they find appropriate except for things like going to a family function. Because I would not want to go meet somebody's family on a first date. To me, that's way too much pressure. And part of that is psychological stuff, dealing with my experiences with dysfunctional families and relationships and all that where frankly a lot of people's well certainly a lot of people's mothers seem to get very competitive about daughters you know they get competitive about women their sons are going out with i mean maybe it works differently if you're a lesbian and you're the girl coming in so i don't have that experience i can tell you about that one maybe some other lesbians can clue us in but maybe some lesbians could clue us in i'm not one myself but at least when you're dealing with dating somebody's son you've got to deal with the phenomena of mama's boys and I definitely had situations where I was going out with guys and you could tell their mother was not all that crazy about me. And some people would be probably wondering, okay, why aren't they crazy about you? You're educated. You're a lawyer at this point. So I haven't really dealt with it so much in the post-divorce world because I'm older and I would expect, okay, if you're my age and you're living with your parents, something's very, very wrong. Like, are your parents in debilitating conditions and now I've got to go deal with that? Are you just sort of falling apart in life and now you've had to go live with your parents? What's the story here? So it's not quite the same of you're 20 years old and you're dating and some guy lives with his parents. Because maybe he's just doing that to save money. He goes to college nearby. He's got a job that's not paying him a whole hell of a lot of money, but he's building a career. So it's a little different at that time. But I'm like, I absolutely no way in hell would I want to meet your 
I definitely not want to meet somebody's parents and certainly not somebody's mother. But I had discussed this with people and I've kind of gotten a little psychological. I've had a little bit of things to kind of deal with some of that. But my stance, and I don't know that I would still take that now, but beforehand my stance was, okay, I want to find a guy who's disowned his entire family or is an orphan. But you can't put that on a dating profile. Because I think people would get very offended if you said, okay, I want to date somebody who's an orphan. I want to date somebody who disowned their entire family. So the best you can come up with is like, I want to date somebody who's not controlled by their family. Somebody who does act like an adult. They're their own person. And I also find it very funny that on this list there were things like ice cream dates, coffee dates. All these different dates that I saw on these flyers in New York many, many years ago. And I'm actually going to see if I could find my picture to put it on this episode. But there was this random dude, and I don't know if anybody ever called him or investigated this guy or saw what the heck he was about. And it could have been a woman for all I know. I have no idea. But this person was, you know, doing these flyers. And most women tend to not do that stuff because they don't really have those problems in the dating department. And that's usually a man thing. So there were these flyers that said dating and it had the guy's phone number and it said Dutch dates. Ice cream dates, coffee dates, dates at the library, all these things where I'm reading this and it's like, okay, your average classy classy woman who's a professional like myself would be like, yeah, this is not the guy I want to go out with. And I remember seeing one of these flyers when I went to this karaoke bar in Brooklyn way, way back when I was married. And I think they had more of like a geek theme to it. Or I think they were doing a geek night or they had some kind of geek theme or something. But I remember seeing this flyer and I took a picture of it. Because I was like, this is just so darn interesting and funny to me. Like, who is this person? Like, we should get somebody to go contact this guy and sort of realize, okay, what is their background? What is their story? How are, who are the women they're meeting on this thing? How is this going? Like, who is this dude? Because I know I have different pictures in my mind of who this guy is. So many, many years later, post-divorce for sure, I saw these flyers again. And one day I actually saw them and... A, I don't know if it was the entire subway car, but it was at least a portion of the subway car where I saw all these flyers on the chairs. I think there were some taped in the windows. I think maybe a couple of them were from the poles, but it had like the same thing. I don't know if the number was the same, but it definitely talked about ice cream dates, coffee dates, all these things. So I'm thinking, okay, some of these people answering this TikTok did not see these flyers in New York, but maybe they did. And I kind of wonder, has anybody seen these as well? Have they met the flyer guy? Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like the flyer guy. It kind of reminds me, I guess it's like the personals back in the day. And it kind of made me think of Craigslist misconnections. And in fact, one of my sorority sisters, and it actually might have been the same one who got hit on at that Waffle House, found a misconnections post that apparently was about her. And I know that maybe some of you have done this, maybe not. But I know I've gone through Craigslist misconnections once or twice and look through the ads of people matching my description and being where I would have been at a given day or time to try to figure out, is this person talking about me? Because I'm like, okay, I just look for a redhead or I look for what train they were on on a particular day or is this part of trains that I normally take on my work commute, things like that. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody has ever written one about me. And I've read through some of these, but I'm like, no, nobody's written that about me. But some of them were really interesting. Like, I guess it sort of harkens back to the modern version of the movie Desperately Seeking Susan, where you have Rosanna Arquette's character who's 
reads basically the story of Madonna's character Susan and then there's her boyfriend Jim and they post these little ads of meet me here at X time and they publish them and she just reads the publication it's kind of very interesting it's sort of spontaneous and oh so romantic and all that good stuff but I'm like somebody needs to call up the flyer guy I don't think it could be me because I'm like okay I would not be interested in this dude in any way, shape, or form. It kind of sounds like this would not be a guy who'd be my physical type. Definitely not somebody who's got a professional job. Somebody who's not going to have that professional education from what I saw. I'm like, who the heck contacts this guy? Like, who calls these people? I have no idea. So, I'm like, I'm really curious about that. It's like, somebody should do a film. Like, I feel like we should have a book called The Waffle House Chronicles talk, talking about people's experiences going to these Waffle Houses. Maybe even get a couple of people that have worked there tell you about what's that like working there the night shift, working in some of these communities, seeing some of these things. Like, is it one of those bizarre shit always happens there? I will tell you the hash browns and the waffles actually were not bad at Waffle House. So let's give them that. They are known for their hash browns as well. But I'm still like, we need to have a book. I actually know the title of what I would call that book. But I'm like, the guy who's got the flyers, like I haven't seen those post-pandemic, but I'm like, we should find that dude. Like somebody should contact that guy and we should see about doing a film about this guy. Like maybe like a little short film. Like who is this person? What is this story? What motivated him to do these flyers? What is he looking for in terms of his ideal woman? Like is, does he have an ideal woman or is he just setting up a harem? Like, what is this financial position? I don't know. What is this stance on politics? I'm sure there's like a million things you could find out about somebody and just do this whole film and be like, who is this person? What posted, what just made them decide to do these flyers? What made them decide to go, you know, what does womankind think of that? Like, are other women seeing these and getting the impressions I'm getting? Are women of different demographics saying, okay, this guy sounds interesting. I'm going to go call him up. I'm going to go meet him at random. I don't know how that goes. I'm just puzzled about it. And another reason I'm like, why in the world did some of these places get higher on the list than others is like, okay, at the Cheesecake Factory, you will get free bread for yourself. At the Olive Garden, you'll get free bread for yourself. Waffle House, you're not getting anything. At the fast food place, you're not getting anything. Like, I don't think they give you anything at Chili's. They don't give you anything at Applebee's, so... Like, at least they give you the free carbs, you know? And I remember one place I went to is this Mexican restaurant shortly after my ex-husband had done his shit. And I was staying with this guy, and he decided to go to this party that, unbeknownst to me, and I didn't find out till I showed up there, apparently it was a nudist party. So I decided to politely exit stage left. I said, go ahead and have your fun. I'm going elsewhere, so... I went and checked my P.O. box and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to this Mexican restaurant that was right near where the guy lived. I didn't have keys to go back there, so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go to this restaurant. So I remember sitting in this place. It was called Caliente Cab Co. I don't know that it's still around. It might, There might be one in New York. I'm not sure. But I went to this other one that I know is closed by now. And I remember getting the chips and I was sitting next to this couple and I was like, this is wonderful. I love that I have all the chips all to myself and I don't have to share. Yay. And I get to go to this restaurant that I wanted to go to and I can have as much cheese on things as I want. Because my ex-husband was lactose intolerant so he couldn't have cheese on things. And I was like, I get to have all this stuff and I can have stuff with cheese on it. And 
He doesn't get to restrict me, and it's so cool. He's not going to eat all the chips. I don't think that's probably one of the best things if you're dating or you get divorced and you're finally back on the market. You're like, yay, I get to go to restaurants and I will get all the chips by myself. Just me. They're mine. You can't have them. Yes. And I just remember being so happy about that. And that was definitely the experience I was thinking of. of okay, why are you hating on the Cheesecake Factory? You get free bread and they have the cheesecakes, okay? So there you go.